every American who cares about their freedom and their liberty and is worried about the catastrophe of Donald Trump returning to office needs to take an hour out of their day, sit down and watch Donald Trump's Fox town hall appearance. It was simultaneously ludicrous, but captivating. It is dangerous to underestimate this man. Donald Trump spewed lies and made nonsensical statements and never, not once, was there any pushback from either Brett Baer or Martha McCollum. This is what state television looks like. I think it's important to understand Many people have talked about the fact that if Trump should be elected president in November, sometime on January 20th, the lights will go out. That's not true. There will still be television, but the news increasingly will look like the farce that played out on Fox News last night. The countenance and bearing of both Brett Baer and Martha McCollum was ludicrous utterly so. Notice when they ask him about election fraud or about January 6th, how the questions are couched. They are not presented as fact, but Democrats say, some say. They allow Trump the hole he needs to run through with his nonsense. Last night, Donald Trump said the stock market is so high because well, he's beating Joe Biden. He denied saying he hopes for an economic crash. And then in the next breath, he said there would be one if he loses. He said that 25% of the stock market's gains are because of him. This is all nonsense. But understand this, his bluster and his nonsense works with an ignorant, population of Americans who don't read, who are ill-informed. There was a remarkable scene in the town hall where Donald Trump talks about rounding up millions of people. He says, we have to do it. There's no talk about the practicalities of that, the cost of that, and specifically the moral cost. But watching Donald Trump talk about concentration camps, and mass deportation centers in front of a cheering all-white Iowa crowd was terrifying. It does bear mentioning that Charles Lindbergh, who is his spiritual father, he too came to Des Moines in 1940 to make a speech blaming the Jews for World War II. Commentators at the time labeled it the most un-American speech that had ever been given. And it was until Donald Trump started talking about revenge, retribution, and vengeance, which his handlers had him deny last night. Trump said he'd be too busy for retribution now because the whole country once again would be winning again. Doesn't it sound familiar to you? Do you remember in 2015 and 2016, when he said we'd be winning so much? Do you remember what winning looked like? 
Do you remember the chaos of COVID? Do you remember a million dead Americans, hundreds of thousands who died unnecessarily under the bearing and weight of his incompetence? Understand this about the war in Ukraine and Russia. Ann Applebaum, the distinguished scholar, pointed this out the other day on the Warning Podcast. Vladimir Putin won't stop fighting until he is convinced he has reached his maximum point of success. He's not ready to stop now because he believes his hand is about to improve. He'll keep fighting for another year because of Donald Trump. He knows if Trump comes back into power, he will allow Putin to operate with a free hand in Ukraine and in Europe. The terror will spread, the flames will spread, and there will be a war the likes of which there has not been on the European continent for 80 years. And it will be Donald Trump's fault. One amazing aspect of the evening was when Donald Trump talked about the fact that oil was $40 a barrel when he was president. And now that it's so much higher, the Iranians and Russians are flush with money. The oil markets collapsed when Donald Trump was president because of COVID, not because of Trump's policies. Trump's policies added $8 trillion to the national debt and weakened the country spiritually, morally, economically. He has pitted the American people against one another. There's a monument in Washington, D.C. that is more beautiful than all of the others. It is the Lincoln Memorial. And when it was dedicated, President Harding talked about the fact it was not for those assembled on that day, nor was it even a tribute to those who had sacrificed to emancipate the slaves and to give America a new birth of freedom. The monument, he said, was for us. It was a symbol, a warning. The cost of division, the price of civil war, and the greatness of the leader who would get us through it and bind up the wounds of the nation. The Lincoln Memorial sits there today, the marble statue of Lincoln staring out for eternity over the Washington, D.C. Mall, looking back towards the Capitol, where Trump's forces ransacked, desecrated, and attacked on January 6th when they assaulted the peaceful transition of power. Last night's event on Fox News demonstrates how thin the line is between truth and lies and how well produced a lie can be. It is said that one of the takeaways from the collapse of the Soviet Union at the end of the Cold War for Vladimir Putin was that Russian television would never be boring again. Russians are great at propaganda. And the people that are incessantly played on Russian state television are Tucker Carlson and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and Donald Trump. Do you think that Vladimir Putin is on your side or on the side of the American people? Do you think President Xi is? But both of those men want Trump 
because they know that Trump, too, is not on the side of the American people. What America's enemies have always dreamed about is a transactional American president who didn't care about the Constitution, didn't care about the ideas of the country. They found him in Donald Trump. And of course, over on CNN, there was Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Incredibly, before the debate ended, the woman that many media commentators say is the person who can beat Trump said this, states' rights now. Did you hear it? Did you see it? States' rights now. I'm going to show you some pictures, some images of the states' rights now message, which isn't new. It was the message of Strom Thurmond, like Nikki Haley from South Carolina in 1948, when he ran on the segregationist ticket of the Dixiecrat Party. States' rights now, well, that was the cry of George Wallace. And it was the cry of the men and women who spit on black school children and spit on the black men carrying signs that said, I am a man. The Republican Party in this modern, rancid, disgusting incarnation was on full display last night. The runner-up debate played out on CNN. It was a rating spectacle for a low-rated network. No one cares and no one watched. And in the end, just as Chris Christie said, Nikki Haley will be rolled over by Donald Trump. The last truth teller in the Republican Party was Chris Christie, and he's out of the race. But before he left, Chris Christie was caught on a hot mic, and something incredible happened, probably for the first time in a long time. An American politician said exactly what he was saying on air, off air. Chris Christie said on the hot mic exactly what he said when the green light on the camera flashes on in the studio. Most of America's politicians don't do that. And the American people are constantly deceived, gaslit, and confused as a result. The 2024 race is shaping up. In 2022, I said a contest between Joe Biden and Donald Trump would be a national catastrophe in 2024. It is a national catastrophe. It's a national catastrophe because it means President Biden did not extinguish the extremist movement during his first three years in office. It exists, it persists, and now it's on its way to a comeback. This movement is a fascist movement and it must be defeated by the American people in a broad political coalition. The election is just over 10 months away. There is much work to be done. Should Donald Trump be the president of the United States, national catastrophe will follow. And anybody who watched Fox News last night 
who knows a lick of history, knows anything about the 20th century, should be able to see it coming from miles and miles and miles away. Thank you.